Welcome to Rock Steady, an Express North podcast. And now our host, Dr. Fran Bartkowski. Welcome to Rock Steady at Express Newark at Rutgers Newark. My guest today is Michael Devon, who's the creative director of Artistic Passion and Purpose. And don't we all want to hear about exactly those three words um, anytime we can. But in this context, that's our, that's Michael's project and um, artistic passion and purpose um, is a community resident partner at Express Newark. And Michael has been with us for about a year and a half, nearly two years. Um, and artistic passion and purpose is a collective of Newark-based creatives uh, whose goal is to empower the community in a variety of creative practices that may not be available to them easily or um, that they can afford or connect to. And um, I'm gonna let Michael tell us how this project came to be. Welcome, Michael. It's so good, of course, to be together um, in these times where we can't be in the building. Um, But I've just uh, been able to sort of follow Artistic Passion and Purpose and Michael's project uh, on social media. And we'll hear more about that, too. So with my other guests, we you know, have been starting in the present and then reflecting back on the past and then thinking sort of of the future of the projects going on at Express Newark. But I'd like you to tell our listeners about how Artistic Passion and Purpose came to be. Well, um, first, I would like to say thank you for having me. It's it's a pleasure um, to be on this podcast. Uh, I know this is your new baby. So uh, I'm, I'm honored <laughs> to be a guest. Um, so Artistic Passion and Purpose um, was basically birthed out of a place for me um, where I realized that I, I literally am self-made. And there are so many things and, and ways and aspects where I felt like I could have had guidance throughout the way. Um, where I would not have to, I would not have had to experience some of the downs that I experienced on my journey and my career. Um, so that's where it was birthed out of, um, weirdly. Um, so I started not even knowing that artistic passion and purpose was coming along. I started to have, um, what we like to call, uh, a creatives kickback inside of shine where Mm. um, makeup artists, hairstylists, and designers would get together. Um, I think we were doing like once a month. We would, I would book a date and shine. We would all get together and we would just work together and create content Um, because now the way of the world is social media. So Right. And this is Shine Portrait Studio in Express Newark. In Express Newark, yes. In the future, I'll be talking to the Nick Klein, the director of VEP. So that's where you began to gather folks. Yes. Uh Um, I am a hairstylist of now maybe close to 20 years. Mm. And I was working at a salon across the street from um, the building from Express Newark. I actually, we actually watched the building be 
um, gutted out and, and them adding parts of the building on and, you know, redoing the whole thing, taking the, the middle of the inside structure down two levels. We watched everything like, you know, um, happen from beginning to end. Um, weirdly, I didn't know that Express North existed inside of this building. Um, until one day, um, Tayshawn Glover, he, him and Viviana, I know Tayshawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tayshawn yeah. Glover and Viviana Salgado, um, they used to do a lot of things outside of Shine. And one day they were like, you know, are you at the shop? And I was like, yeah, I'm at the shop. They was like, if you don't have a client, come through. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went up there, I was chilling with them while they were having a photo shoot. And um, myself and Anthony um, Alvarez got to talking one day and, um, I created a, a relationship and a bond with him. And then from there, I started booking my own dates. And then, you know, we started the creative um, kickback and we started doing our content thing. Um, that turned into shows, us having shows outside of Shine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found out that um, the Nork Print Shop's tenure was about to be up. So I was like, oh, okay, what's the process? I sat in on a meeting mm-hmm. and- um, Third Space Awards. Yeah. Um, sat in on a meeting for the outline proposal for the space. Mm-hmm. Um, went and had a conversation or two or three with <laughs> um, Jeremy Johnson. Mm. And um, he helped and, and guided me in a lot of things concerning my organization. And, you know, went through the process and here we are. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that um, vivid sense of watching that building become gutted and then filled again. Yes. I mean, that was an amazing um, thing to behold over the course of a couple of years and how you were across the street and now you're inside in, in the prime prime location in Express Newark because artistic passion and purpose is that beautiful space that everyone sees when they enter the lobby on the second floor of the Haynes building. Right. Um, and some of the, oh, the some of the things <laughs> I have seen in those glorious windows you've got. So talk to, talk to me a bit about how with that beautiful real estate inside, but the pandemic, um, how have you made things happen that I've been seeing on social media um, and how has the present sort of forced you into a new relationship to your creative work and the creatives who you work with on fashion and hair and cosmetics and sewing and dance and wellness? Yes. So um, weirdly, um, I know how to work under pressure. Um, I think it's a. I think it's an industry thing. Any hairstylists or makeup artists who has ever worked in film, you know, we know that we might have a a table sitting and we discuss what the looks are going to be in this film, this movie or this, this TV show. And then when we actually get there, things could be planned as such. And then at the last minute, we might have to change things or the time changes. So we have to create these looks or create a whole new look with 15 minutes. So I think that my life is built off of, you know, all right, this has to change like in five minutes. And I've, I've adjusted my life to that. So when these things do come up, I don't mm-hmm. look at it being a, a Debbie Downer um, for me and what I'm doing. It's just like, OK, now it's time to recreate. You know, now it's time to do something different. Now it's time to to flip the, you know, pivot, 
Yes. Pivot seems to be the word we've heard a lot these last months. Absolutely. About that exact call. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so as some know and others don't, um, artistic passion purpose is basically a, a host of things. Um, uh, courses and services and hair, makeup, um, dance, fitness, sewing, vocal lessons, um, and self-expression. Um, my best friend who passed, uh, Bria Blackberry Molasses Knight, um, she passed in 2016. She was a poet. So I was a, a part of her poet world. And I've gotten to know a lot of creatives because of her journey. Um, and I said, you know, it, it would be a disservice to my friendship with her um, to not have that be a part in some way, shape or form. So um, mm. if some of you guys are following us on um, social media at Artistic Passion and Purpose, um, then you'll see that we do something called Artist Spotlight on Mondays from time to time where an artist would come in and they would basically just take over our Instagram and, and share their art and their experience and their light and their wisdom with, with us um, on those Mondays. So that was a part. Um, but in the midst of the shutdown, um, I realized that something had to be done. You have to keep your business alive, even if you can't physically be in it um, the way that you were, you were, the way that you were when the world was normal. Um, so it was like, how do I keep my business from going, you know, sinking from from going mm -hmm. underground? Um, and we were literally uh, prepping to have a show um, April the 11th. I remember it was on my calendar. Yes. Um, and the first show we had was a, a it was such a tremendous, um, tremendous collaborative of, of artists. It was amazing, um, which was September the 28th, I believe, of mm. 2019. Mm -hmm. um, it was amazing. And we were planning for even greater um, for April the 11th. And of course, Rutgers shut everything down the third week of March. Right. So we were literally two weeks shy of this show and nothing. Um, yeah. So now it's like, okay, what do we do? Because we have to keep the ball rolling. Um, we have to, we have to get this thing. So initially um, my thought was for us to turn the show virtual, you know, how do mm -hmm. we turn the show virtual? Um, not knowing that things would get as bad as they got, that definitely was not an option. Um, how do you have, um, four to five designers in this space. Every designer has 10 to 12 models of their own. And then you have to have hairstylists, makeup artists, photography and videography all in the same place. Like we're talking almost 100 people right. with just doing a virtual show, you know? So that clearly wasn't possible. You know, nobody knows anything at this point in time. Uh, there were no mandates to wear masks. So right. could you imagine how crazy that thing would have been? Right. So, you know, and I asked questions. I was trying to push for it. I'm always pushing for something I'm like, please, we got to do something. And they're like, no. And then, you know, as time started going on and we realized how bad this thing was, I was like, wow, I'm glad that, you know, everybody was like, no, no, Michael, no, we can't do it. No, we don't have clearance to do this. We don't have clearance to do that. Um, so now I'm like, okay, I have to figure out something. Right. Something. People were making judgment calls every minute of every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then um, with the civil rights movement, Par 85, coming out of, of the middle of nowhere with George, George Floyd and everything that was going on, mm -hmm. um, which could have also been a very 
Um, it could have put us, put some of us in a very negative space with the rest of the world. I was like, okay, I have to do something mm-hmm. um, for for not not just APP, but for my people. You know, mm-hmm. so what mm-hmm. can I do to to fuse the two, um, the art and inspiration towards people? How can I get people's spirits back up with mm-hmm. with all that's going on? What can I do? Um, and I always wanted to work for Vogue or People's Magazine or Out Magazine or Brooklyn mm-hmm. Magazine, any magazine that that needed me in a fashion sense. I always wanted to be a part. And if I had to be an intern of somebody's, um, I wanted to be a part of that. But then I also realized that because of where the world is going with the racism and everything that that is coming back into play even harder than it was before, it might not be so easy to be a part of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or people's organizations. It might be super easy to get in, it might not. Um, and I was like, you know, I've always been the type of person to create my own stage. Self-made. There you are Self-made. again. Yeah. There I am again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to start a fashion magazine. Um, and in talking to um, one of my favorite makeup artists, Tanika Green, um, and she was like, well, what's going to be the name of it? And I was like, I don't know. And I called another friend of mine and we got to talking and um, I was running some some names past them. And I was like, I want it to be an extension of artistic passion and purpose because, you know, that's mm-hmm. my baby. Right. Um, it has to be an extension of that. So I came up with the name, um, the Artistic Eye Fashion Magazine. Um, clearly, artistic passion and purpose, the artistic eye. Um, it's, it's well, at some point, I would love for the artistic eye fashion magazine to be the forefront and then artistic passion and purpose to take the back seat um, mm. and being the institution um, to the magazine. So people would come in, they would learn the ways of how a magazine works, um, hair, makeup, fashion, photography, mm. videography, things of that nature. And then they'll be able to intern um, from the institution and then they'll be able to you know, intern and then eventually work. And then we can build a stronger foundation for the magazine because that's mm-hmm. that's um, the moneymaker, I guess. <laughs> um, and it, and it, it definitely shows the product of what artistic passion and purpose is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where you wouldn't have a recital for um, a hairstyling class. You wouldn't have a recital for a makeup class. What, what's the product of that? Mm-hmm. What's better than a magazine? Um, and even in that, and, and experience. And the magazine will be online, an online magazine. So the magazine started out as a digital mag- magazine, um, but then we started thinking about doing um, special edition prints, mm. um, which will have higher end looks in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be on sale from the website for a fee. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shots that are in the special edition, of course, won't be on the website or on our Instagram page. Um, so that's that's like our thing now. So now we have four platforms um, where our work can be shown. We have the mm-hmm. magazine. We have our two Instagram pages, Artistic Passion and Purpose, which will also lead into um, the Artistic Eye magazine's um, Instagram page. And then, of course, the website. Now, you talk, I know that part of the aim of artistic, and passion and pur- artistic Passion and Purpose is to reach young people in the city of Newark. Absolutely. Um, tell me how you've been, if you've been able to manage that remotely 
Um, yes, weirdly, um, because remote classes, I wasn't a, a fan of it. Um, uh, me being an artist myself, I realized that um, a lot of my work is hands-on. And when I can't be hands-on, I don't feel effective. Right. So, you know, how do you tell yep. the artist to do what we're doing, sit behind a computer screen and have a conversation about something concerning the arts when I want to be able to touch something and show you with my hands and then you show me with your hands or if I have to place my hands on your hands to help mold something and show you the way that way, mm. then, you know, that, that's the way of our work. Um, so for us not to be able to do that is a total bummer. And I felt like it just wasn't effective. Um, but, well, not uh, being uh, able to not being able to touch yeah. is like the banner for this whole time. Right. Um, right. Touch each other, let, let alone touch your hands um, right. on to materials, really. Right. So, so how have you navigated um, some of so this? We're starting the magazine up. Um, it, it, it's been amazing. Of course, we've been following guidelines. Um, but we've been able to work with models, young models. I don't think mm. any of our models outside of features were over the age of maybe 35, I don't think. Mm -hmm. All of our models are 35 and, and older. The youngest one we had was 17. Mm -hmm. um, and she's a student of North Stars right here in Newark up the street uh -huh. from Express uh -huh. Newark. Um, so we've, we've gotten to work with people and it's been a joy to, for, for, for one, your model, a 17 year old model, and you're about to be in a um, in the initial print of a magazine, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so you know we've been able to do that, and we've been putting that that stuff online, um, creating promos for the magazine. So people still get a visual of our work and what we're um, what we're uh, I guess what we're what we're all about and what yeah. we're you know. What what you're making under the circumstances. Right, right. Um, and how we're pushing forward. Um, yeah. And I think that some people are missing who they know us to be in the flesh. For of sure. Course, you know, people keep asking when you guys open them back up. I'm like, at this point, we'll see you September of 2021. Um, if we even bring that part of us back, um, we might just stick with our new norm, um, you know, it, it, we might have to find a way, you know, I don't, I don't even see, and I know my instructors, the ones that, that are still here with us because, you know, some, some of our instructors, their life has taken a different turn mm. and they doing other things. And I totally get that. So the ones that are left and talking to them, they're, they're not even interested in sitting over anybody and, and touching on anything or anybody in the next four years. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, people are people um, are saying that kind yeah, of thing. Uh -huh. We are mortified at this point. So what yeah. what do we do? You know, how do we move right. forward? Right. Right. So yeah, it's about reshaping and we're literally in the midst, in the midst of rebranding. Um, you know, some things we have to we have to we have to cut and then yeah. some things we we are bringing on, you know, what makes sense um as far as the magazine and how how artistic artistic passion and purpose feeds into the magazine and vice versa. And so it sounds like given that the magazine is a place where you can really focus your attention now, um, of the, the many zones of creativity that you dwell in and that you're devoted to, um, fashion and photography and 
prepare. Yes. I mean, you know, like what are the, what are the aspects of what you want to keep doing that you feel like are most critical are most central and most possible going forward? Um, so let's break down a magazine set, mm-hmm. right? You have to have a model, um, model or two, depending on what the, the treatment of the shoot is. Um, so your model, your photographer, your makeup artist, your hairstylist, who's dressing the set? Mm, you know, what's the set, looks, what's the set look like? Um, and then when all these things are created, who's editing? Um, who is creating uh, the the print that we read? You know, we have to have a journalist. So those are seven things right there that we can focus on without even talking about all of the other things that we may need um, towards the end. Um, right. So we're we're going to, and of course, dance will still be a part at some point. It just won't be a part of the foundation of artistic passion, passion and purpose. Um, wellness, of course, you know, we're going to be having conversations with, uh, with models, how to do certain things to, to keep your body in shape. Um, and not, not saying that we don't, because trust me, our models were from size zero to 24. Um, so we, we definitely all, all sizes matter, (laughs) you know, it's about being healthy. Um, how do we stay healthy and, um, not even just healthy for our shape per se, but how do we keep our skin clear? You know, mm-hmm. because we don't want to have zits all over our face because we had fried chicken all week. You know, how do we eat better? Or because we've had masks covering our faces every day. That too. Right? That too. So, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we focus on our appearance mm-hmm. um, so that we don't have to do so much work on the back end? Who wants to sit behind a photo for five years, you know, uh, editing zits out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, you know, everything still plays a part. Some things just have to take um, kind of sort of a backseat and just become a feature of our artistic passion and purpose as opposed to a part of the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so hair will still exist. Um, makeup, of course. Um, we're bringing some model training in and not necessarily for um, to teach models how to walk, but about posing. Um, okay. Are you doing that? Them. Are you doing that? visually remotely or because you're not in the space with people right right so that's to come so there are things that we've learned while doing this magazine that you know Tanika and I we sat down and we started breaking some things down you know what's needed or what didn't go go so great with this particular shoot of course Mm -hmm. we made the best of every situation being at the team was basically a team of three people Tanika myself and the photographer and of course the 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 model um, but with such a small team and not being able to have a normal team for a magazine, a normal magazine shoot, you would have 14 people on crew for that one shot. You know, how do we make this work with three people here? Because we have to follow the mandates. Right. Um, so, you know, what can what can we do or what, what will make this situation better with myself, her, the model or the photographer? So those are things that need to be spoken about. Those are things that we need training in. So. Mm-hmm those things become courses, you know, going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what do you do as far as your lighting is concerned? Um, what, what look are you going for when it comes to hair, when it comes to just makeup, um, when it comes to a full body shot, what is your lighting supposed to look like from a, from a photography standpoint? Um, you know, as far as models are concerned, when is a good time to open your mouth for a shot? When is a good time to keep your mouth closed? Mm-hmm. How do you smize, which is, you know, 
squinting your eyes without them being closed. Mm-hmm. Um, so all these things play a part into things and not just magazine things, but everyday things and give you everyday pictures. You know, mm-hmm. how can you get a great, a great selfie with an iPhone and make it look like camera quality, you know? Mm-hmm. So all those things. Yeah. All those things that you're reaching people, both young people who want to be making their way creatively and maybe even professionally. Absolutely. Um, and then the creatives and professionals you're working with to realize the fuller and further vision of the magazine as well as artistic passion and purpose. Um, let me ask you, so you you know, you talked at the beginning about seeing the building come back to life. Um, in your move from a salon across the street on Halsey to Inside Express Newark, could you talk some about what that has meant to you to be part of that project in Newark at this time in some relationship to the city, the university, the artistic community? Um, what I will say is the the great thing about it, um, I've been able to see the changes in, um, I guess, our community. Mm, mm. Um, and not just in a architectural architectural um, form, but also in people, you know, who's walking up and down the block now, you know, mm-hmm. people that I spoke to for years, just walking back and forth, you who may have worked at the Verizon building when it was it was there or who works down at Prudential, you know, these people that walk back and forth that at some point they walk in and out of Express Newark. So, you know, I get to see the same faces, um, a lot of new faces. Um, which is great. Um, I also, in terms of transition from being at 49 Halsey to being at 54 Halsey, um, in in transitioning, I realized that um, a lot of my process um, or a lot of people that were involved in my process have been people I had been speaking to for years and did not know that they were a part of things, that they sat on boards and, mm. and that this was their actual... Um, career. You know, mm-hmm. I had no clue until I saw their face. I'd come in for an interview for a space and I'm like, wow, I see you every morning. Good morning. <laughs> how are you? You know, it's amazing. Didn't know, you know, and in a lot of cases, we're so nervous to to step out of the box and do something different and move forward in our journey, not even knowing that we we have everything we need. So a sense that there was a sort of fuller, richer, broader network of creatives sort of in the neighborhood, in the space, in the building. Absolutely. It also taught me that I need to start having more conversations with people. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Beyond a high, you know, beyond the morning. Hey, I see you around here a lot. What do you do? You know, (laughs) not to be nosy, but, you know, sometimes one hand can wash another and we don't even know. Well, Um, and the conversations with people, I mean, that's part of the reason I started doing this, because I really, you know, miss those kinds of conversations that we could have passing on the street or in the hallway or in the lobby absolutely, and learning what people were up to. And certainly I have been very aware of how much you've been up to in months because of social media. Thank yeah. goodness. I mean, yeah. tell me what you are, I don't know, sort of proudest or most pleased about that you've done 
of the many events since COVID. Anything in particular um, that, like, if you know, people listening to this might want to find their way to which of your stories on the grid or which of the places on our website or your artistic passion and purpose website to sort of get a taste of what you've been up to. Um, so What's I will excited say, you I most? Am- I, I think what keeps me moving is I'm I'm the total opposite <laughs> of excited about my work. Oh, um, there's always <laughs> right. There's for me. There's excuse something me. <laughs> always, yeah, something always has to be better. It's for me. Things are never. I'm never satisfied. Um, okay. Okay. I'm okay with <laughs> with work, but I'm never satisfied, and I think that's what keeps me going. And I I used to beat myself up about it a lot, and I'm like, no, don't change. This is what keeps me moving. This is what keeps me digging for for the my my best self. You know, it's what keeps me keeps me grounded or keeps me trying to fly rather. Yeah, <laughs> um, to fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's my thing. I, I've become okay with not being satisfied with things. Um, we have finished the all of the shooting for the magazine, mm. and I started looking through um, the print because the print is literally out for print now. Oh, so. Um, Definitely excited about that, that it's over and I get to actually see it in my hand when it comes, when it gets mailed back to me. Um, so that's exciting. But I was looking through it and I was like, okay, this could have been better. This, we can do this next time. And I think for me, it's always about learning the lesson mm-hmm. um, within it, as opposed to seeing something and just being, being like, you know, I, I just, I never want to feel complacent ever. I hear um, you. I always want to move forward or something. It's always something better to do. Um, am I proud of myself? Yes, I'm proud of myself because I've, I've gotten a lot of things accomplished. But I definitely want to to move forward, and I don't want to be where I am today, next year in 2021. Um, I want to be able to look back on it and say, okay, now it's time for me to climb a little higher. Mm. You know, I may feel like I'm on the 14th story right now, but I want to be on the 21st story come next year, and then the following year I want to be on the 42nd story. And the year after that, I want to be on 122nd story. Um, so uh-huh. that's that's just how I view my life and my artistry. Um, and it's not the way that everybody thinks or people would like to think. I think that would drive people crazy, not being satisfied. But I love it. Um, well, it keeps you always aspirational, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know? I mean, I, I love what you said about wanting to fly as, you know, feeling like that's where the work is taking you and the people who are coming to you and coming with you and coming behind you, you know, right. following you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that I, it, it's been a joy working with my small crew. Um, and they say that about me. They like you, like, we just, we want to please you, but you don't ever seem pleased. <laughs> 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 and not in a bad way because they were like laughing, like, okay, is this? And I'm like, yeah, we can work with that. You know, that's always my thing. Um, it's very rare when I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> um, but sometimes you get that money shot and we're like, this is perfect. Let's move forward. But a lot of times I'm like, okay, we can, we can work with that because we, there are different counterparts, right? Mm-hmm. To, to something, any project. Um, you do this, I do that. That's why we're all sitting at the table because nobody does the same job. So we all get to collaborate on this project. Um, at the same time, because I'm the visionary, I know I understand that even after the work is done and we've all put our, our heads together and we did the work, 
that there is something, there's a little bit of seasoning that could be put on this. You know, mm. it doesn't taste perfect yet, but maybe it needs a little more salt. Maybe it needs a little more garlic, you know? Maybe it needs a little adobo or some sazon. <laughs> you know, it, it's something's needed here. Let's turn the picture upside down. Let's turn it to a 45 degree angle. And I'm like, yes, now that we have it, you know? Um, mm. As opposed to just being complacent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you feel like everybody who should know about artistic passion and purpose in Newark and environs knows about it? Um, do you feel like word say, is out in the way you'd like it to be? Out. Word is word is out. Um, what I will say is, I think with any community, um, because I grew up in Newark. Mm-hmm. But I, I think a lot of people have seen my journey. They remember me from high school or from college um, or from cosmetology school. Um, so they've seen my journey, literally me walking it, but they don't necessarily know the ins and outs because some mm-hmm. things you yourself. Um, we don't tell people when we're crying at night because our feelings were hurt, you know, because something didn't go right or we weren't able to work on a specific project. So people don't know that type of thing. They don't, they don't know what really fuels us to mm. do what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like because we don't voice that, some people don't necessarily respect our art as much as they should. Mm. And they're not respecting our art as much as they should because they know us, they don't necessarily support us. So what I will say is that a lot of people, a lot of our continued support comes from outside of the community. Uh-huh. But what I say about that is um, bringing people from outside of your community into your community changes the culture of your community. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And in that, and to, to circle back to the magazine, um, we decided to have a lot of features. There are 14 features in our magazine. Mm. Um, from um, We crashed a wedding. So that was one. Um, then we have um, a community leader. Um, her name is Dawn Hayes. She does a lot of work in the city. Um, for the anti-violence uh, coalition, and mm-hmm. she just does a lot of work in the city um, with uh, school stuff with her kids. She's uh, doing some stuff down in City Hall with uh, the mayor. Um, we have her. We have real estate agent. We have a couple of entrepreneurs. Um, in the midst of Corona, we've been literally traveling because we wanted to feature um, people of color near and far. So we literally traveled to um, California. When did you um, yeah. do that? <laughs> so we traveled to California. I mean, we've been moving. Everything wasn't like public because we don't want people to be like, get away from me. You know, although we weren't around anybody, but, you know, we and we scheduled ourselves accordingly to be able to uh-huh. quarantine in between. Uh-huh. Um, and because of what I do for a living, um, my day job, I have to get tested once a week. So I knew that I was good. I see. So that was a great thing. So I felt comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we traveled to California. We have two features from California. Um, two of my dear friends who are, um, and they do a lot of work, a lot of hairstylists and makeup artists in the, the um, film industry don't get a lot of rec- recognition the way mm-hmm. that they should, at least. They, 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 and I've been a part of that. We do with a lot behind scenes, and I wanted to put, shine some light on them. When I called them up to ask them or to tell them that we wanted to feature them, they were ecstatic. So we flew out to California, and we featured... Um, um, a hairstylist and a makeup artist who are in the film industry. Um, and they've worked with everybody, any celebrity you can think of, they worked with. So we featured them. Mm-hmm. Then we flew to um, Atlanta. Uh-huh. Um, and there was a model that um, lived up here prior to Corona. And I've, I've been wanting to work with her. I said, next time I, I, she did something spectacular for me in the midst of me 
um, applying for the space at uh, Express North. So I said the next project I did, I wanted her to be a part of it because mm. that's how near and dear she is to me. So I wanted her to be a model. She agreed. So we had her on the schedule. Also um, shot two people while we were down there, a family, um, a, a wife and a husband who has a child who is autistic. Mm. So we're bringing light to um, what it's like from the indoors, mm -hmm. um, dealing with the autistic child. Um, we also featured a fashion therapist from Atlanta. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. I don't think I've ever heard those two words together. Yeah. Fashion therapist. Fashion therapist. Um, so she basically breaks down why we dress the way we dress, mm. what, what makes us most comfortable, mm. um, what adds mm. to our, our being. Um, well, know. that's so interesting right now because there's so much talk about how with nobody going to work and people working from home, like fashion has sort of fallen to the bottom of the yes. list, but not in your world. So right. just in sort of wrapping up, um, tell me, when is the world going to see a version of the magazine? When do you expect that to be visible? So we will be, or I will be at some point um, around the 15th or 16th of this month, I will be debuting the cover of the magazine and our magazine Instagram page so people can follow us and, and we're going to do a 30-day countdown of some behind-the-scenes shots. Oh, great. Um, okay. There's some shots that we, we're not using on either platform. We're going to uh -huh. post those on Instagram as our 30-day countdown and the magazine will be dropping, and it's the first time I'm saying this publicly, but January 15th. Oh, so this is perfect timing. I'm so yes. glad I got you <laughs> on the schedule now, and we'll get this recording out maybe the very next one so that people can be pitched toward the middle of the month. Yes. Thank you so much, Michael. This has been such a pleasure learning so much more about what you are all about, what you and your crew are all about and what you're bringing into our world and what you're taking from our world out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you today. This has been Rocksteady at Express Newark at Rutgers University Newark with Michael Devon of Artistic Passion and Purpose. Rocksteady is hosted by Dr. Fran Bartowski. Our engineer is Eric Johnson, and our marketing and promotion is done by Dana Demiani. Our theme music is Rocksteady, recorded by Aretha Franklin, and our outro is an original rendition by violinist Dr. Melanie Hill, a Rutgers Nork professor. This podcast is a project of Express Nork, a Rutgers Nork University community collaboratory. Oh, 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 oh,